You're listening to the Call Kent podcast, where Kent C. Dodds answers questions and gives insights to software engineers like you. Now, let's hear the call. Hi, Kent. This is Jess. So, I recently joined the team part-time, and uh, not to brag or anything, but I am have more experience in design and development, because uh, I do both, than existing members on the team. And so there's a number of things from code quality to uh, just designs that are off or not user-friendly. How do I make change in this in the uh, product, really, not so much the team, although obviously the, the team uh, would have to make some changes as well, when I don't really have much leadership capital on the team yet? Obviously, I know the things, I can see the things that need to change, but you can't just go in there and, and tell everybody to do things a different way and change all their designs and everything looks horrible and the code's bad and everything like that, right? So how do I kind of diplomatically enact change that'll end up being good for the user um, when you know I'm new and, and not unknown to the team, but um, you know I'm, I haven't been asked to do a wholesale redesign or anything like that. Thanks. And that was the call. Here's what Kent had to say. Hey, Jess. Yeah, this is a great question. Um, navigating these um, interpersonal uh, type of issues is definitely a challenge. And so when I started at PayPal, there were some areas where I kind of felt that way as well. Um, that uh, maybe not necessarily that I, I um, was more experienced or anything, but that I just kind of had different um, experiences, uh, so differently experienced, I guess, um, and uh, and could kind of see the writing on the wall for some of the problems that, that were there. Uh, and especially as a, a new member of a team, uh, you definitely are, are more sensitive to the rough edges um, than somebody who's been on the team for a while and kind of gotten used to those rough edges. Um, so yeah, how do you do this in a diplomatic way? Well, um, First of all, um, I think that it's useful to uh, try to uh, quantify the negative impact that is uh, being experienced because of these shortcomings of the code quality or design or whatever. So uh, if we're talking about the de design side, um, I, I'm guessing you have some designers um, and, and it sounds like you're, um, you're both like designer and developer and and so that role is a little bit um, unclear to me because I've never been in a role where I was both a designer and a developer so I, I'm not sure what advice I can offer you from the design side of things um, because I'm certainly not a designer but uh, it seems to me that like if there are some really serious user experience issues um, in the design that there's probably a lead designer or something that you could go talk with and and just share some of your concerns um, and and get some feedback. I, I guess I should preface all of this by saying like uh, I, I'm guessing this is the the way that you feel, but just keep in mind that you could be wrong. <laughs> like it could be that what you're thinking. Um, is like they've thought about it and they're not doing it for a certain reason. So you never want to go into conversations about this sort of thing, uh, assuming that you are 100% right all the time. Um, so it's, yeah, just just keep that in mind uh, is all I got to say. Um, so yeah, on the design side, talk to the, the lead designer about some of your specific concerns. And if you can kind of quantify that, 
um, uh, in, in some way, like, well, if we design it this way, then users are going to have this problem with it, and uh, whatever the case may be. On the code quality side, um, yeah, th this one I have definitely had a fair amount of experience with. It's, um, yeah, I guess without some specific um, uh, examples, it's hard for me to give you some specific feedback. But I, I think it, um, let's, what I have done to shift the way that we do things when I was at PayPal is I would um, plan a meeting, um, uh, some sort of presentation to present the way that I wanted things to be done, um, the, the change that I wanted to make. And um, often um, people would know that, that like what the changes I wanted to make were and sometimes they would be against them. So like, I want to change the testing framework we're using, or I want to uh, change the, the approach to CSS that we apply or whatever. Uh, and so they, they often know the, uh, what I'm going to suggest and, and sometimes are, are um, against those changes. And so what I do um, is um, I, first of all, and actually, you know what? I've got a blog post uh, about this that I'll, I'll share with you. But the first thing that you need to do is convince yourself uh, well, yeah, even before that, um, get us a, a firm understanding of the mission of the company. Um, so you need to understand what is this company's job and then what is my role as an engineer or my team's role as engineers and designers in this company? So how do we push the mission of the company forward in our particular um, role as a team building this product. So if you're building something internal, that's going to be a little different from if you're building the actual product that you're selling. Uh, but whatever it is, you need to make sure that you understand what the mission of the company is and what your role and your team's role in fulfilling that mission is. So once you've uh, identified what that is, um, think about the, uh, the way or, or how well your team is addressing or filling that role and, um, and whether or not the changes that you'd like to see will get your team even uh, closer to the like, perfect uh, situation that, or future that you want. So like, um, you want to make sure that the changes that you want to make are actually going to make things better, like push push the mission of the, the company forward. And you may think just naturally, yes, of course, this is going to make things better. But like really think about it, because sometimes the changes that you want to make are going to um, they're going to take the, the one currency that we have in this world, and that is time. And um, so the more time that you spend on one thing, the less time you can spend on another. It's a zero sum game when we're talking about the currency of time. And so it could be that making this change will make things better in one area, but make them much worse in another just because the amount of time that you're spending on doing things. So you just want to like make sure you evaluate this um, holistically and that you actually the, the thing that you're actually wanting to do is going to push the mission of the company forward uh, rather than backwards. Um, and so once you've been able to convince yourself of this, and maybe by this time you've actually realized that, no, I'm wrong and we, uh, this isn't the right place. And a, an example of this actually is um, I worked at a company where they would not be like, they were not in a position where they could rewrite from AngularJS to React, which is what I wanted to do. And, um, and so like it, it just, even though it was what I wanted to do, it just didn't make sense from a business standpoint. Uh, and so it was the wrong thing to do. And so I, I didn't pursue that. Um, so anyway, you could actually convince yourself against the changes that you want to make. Um, but if you are able to convince yourself that this is better for the company um, in, you know, as far as pushing the mission forward is concerned, 
then you need to convince your coworkers of the same thing. And um, they all have, uh, or they may have preconceived notions uh, or misunderstandings um, that is making it so they can't see how whatever you're proposing is gonna make uh, or push the mission of the company forward. That could be one thing. They, they could also um, not care <laughs> about the mission of the company and just be like focused on whatever they're working on and, and collecting their paycheck and going home and, and uh, not really caring about craft or anything like that, which isn't another, um, another thing uh, that like presumably the manager would be interested to know. Um, you know, if they, if we're not really um, making or doing the things that are going to push the mission of the company forward, then um, what are you employed for? Um, so that that is another reason why people might be against what you're proposing. Um, but uh, in any case, your your job is to figure out how you can um, bridge the gap between what you want to accomplish and what the mission of the company is. Um, and so then the biggest uh, the big challenge here is to get these people on your side of the of the bridge or, or whatever um, with regard to the change that you want to see. And um, the most effective way that I've found of doing this is to um, schedule the meeting and say, we're going to discuss this. Be, don't be like, you know, don't make it a surprise or anything. Um, and uh, kind of out, outline in very, like, without much detail, just kind of say what we're going to be covering. Um, and then um, just not even in a, a very formal way, just make sure to talk to every person who's going to be in that in that meeting before the meeting. Um, just say, hey, uh, like you know, you're coming to this meeting. Um, here's what I want to discuss. I just wanted to find out what concerns you have leading up to this meeting to make sure that I can address those in my uh, presentation, or whatever. Um, most of the time, people are really amiable to this. They they want to make sure that they're heard, and so they appreciate that. And the benefit to this is that it gives them the opportunity to uh, kind of, um, you know, uh, vent on whatever it is that they um, they want to. And so that can be really useful because uh, you don't want them venting uh, as a surprise to you during the meeting. Uh, because it, the problem is that if um, one of them, uh, one of these people mentions something um, during the meeting that is like a, a bother for them, um, then other people in the meeting who may not have even thought of that will latch onto it and they won't let go and you'll lose control of the meeting. And so you want to make sure that you hear every argument against what you want to do before the meeting uh, and, and uh, address that with people. And, and sometimes this one-on-one -on -one meeting, they could say, hey, I'm concerned about this particular thing. And it could just be a little misunderstanding. And, and so in a very non-combative way, you can say, well, what, what do you think about this other thing? And they, they may not have even realized that, that like they had this misunderstanding or something. So uh, that, that can help a great deal. Uh, and you, wouldn't, uh, you don't want to turn these little one-on-one -on -one meetings into actual full-fledged meetings where you give the whole presentation or anything. So if it's, if it's not a simple, oh, I can see that you're misunderstanding this or whatever, um, then, uh, then you can say, okay, thank you for sharing that concern with me. I'll make sure that I address that in the meeting. And so then during the meeting, you have all of these things, you, you know what everybody's bringing to the table, what their concerns are. And so you can uh, hit every single one of them during your presentation before they even have a chance to bring it up. And that way, if they bring it up in the Q&A at the end or whatever, then you can say, well, I already addressed that. And everybody looks over at them like, weren't you paying attention? <laughs> and so 
so you uh, you want to be the one to bring up the the um, argument points against your idea. Um, that that gives you a, a lot more power um, being the one who brought it up first because you can show that you you've actually thought those those things through and you still feel the way that you do about things. So um, anyway, that that's kind of what I would suggest um, is uh, yeah, and and not all of these things require a meeting necessarily, but um, but some do. Like you want to change the testing framework or something. As far as like code quality and stuff, like maybe ESLint or TypeScript, um, those are definitely um, would, yeah often would require a meeting of some kind. Um, you know, talking about formalizing code review process or something like that probably would involve some sort of meeting and, and this approach I think would help a lot with that. Um, yeah, it, uh, it can definitely be a challenge you're navigating politics as well here, as well as, um, you know, just individuals feelings. But I, I think that you can be successful at doing this and I hope that it is successful for you. Thanks for the question and have a wonderful day. This has been the Call Kent podcast. Learn more about Kent at kentcdods.com and get your own questions answered at kentcdods.com slash calls.